Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. We have a special treat for you today. We are going to talk about the well-being mindset, and our guest today is Dr. Valencia Moses. She's the founder of Vibrant Coaching as part of her company, Be Vibrant Today, which provides encouraging accountability that helps clients move from where they are to where they want to be personally and or professionally. And as a Gallup certified strengths coach, Dr. V specializes in helping people own their unique identities using the Clifton Strengths Assessment as one of the many tools to help people live successful and meaningful lives. Dr. V, welcome to the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. Oh, thank you so much for the warm welcome. So glad to be with you and the listeners today. Fantastic. I'm so happy to have you here because this is such an awesome conversation that we're going to have, I know already. Um, so listen, let's talk about um, the well-being mindset. I know you're passionate about well-being. which is very different than wellness. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I believe that the wellness mindset is really the starting point of your health and well-being. And when you value health highly, you will really commit to positive behavioral changes and sustain a healthy lifestyle. So let's talk about the difference between self-care and well-being. Now, that's a a great place to start. And I just want to give the love and the shout out to all the wellness peeps out there because uh, I just really respect the work that they do, the passion that people have, the training that they've gone through, especially in the areas of like uh, physical fitness and nutrition. So I love to distinguish whenever I can between wellness and well-being and let's jump to the difference between self-care and well-being I believe self-care is a way to promote wellness to be able to focus on what do you do what are the things you need to do to go in the direction of wellness however I believe well-being is more about the why behind why you do or practice self-care. I believe well-being is a way of thinking and behaving that is rooted in what someone values. And sometimes because of all the memes out there, which I'm here for it, uh, about self-care, self-care comes across as a more individual pursuit Yet life is all about relationships. So one way that I want to invite people to think about self-care, self-care might be a little bit more on the temporary side, even though it's a meaningful endeavor, while wellness, well-being uh, is more holistic and ongoing. And I really love how the well-being factor incorporates even more of your life and delving a little bit deeper into relationships. Again, like how, how you are 
at work. So there's well-being for the workplace. There's well-being for your family. Uh, it, again, gets to be even more holistic out of the, the context of wellness that a lot of times gets relegated to nutrition and physical fitness. That's a really interesting point between the differences, Dr. V, between self-care and well-being, because self-care is easy to fall out of easily, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. And well-being, it's really long-term. Yes. I love the way you just it did that great summary. Yeah. Thank you. So a lot of times, you know, we are, we don't really know the difference. So thank you for explaining that. That really gives clarity to what is self-care and what, and, and what well-being is. So why does well-being matter? Mm, yeah. Well, as you, you said, I am very passionate about it. And there's a quote uh, that I'm going to paraphrase, but I believe it's attributed to Aristotle when he talks about um, habits and excellence. But here's my paraphrase. It is not what we occasionally do, but what we repeatedly do that matters. And if you Google the Aristotle quote, it, it will use some different words. But I want to focus on that. It's not what we occasionally do, but what we intentionally do repeatedly that really matters. And I believe well-being is so important because it is a key to preventing burnout. It is essential part of being resilient in a way that's rooted in us owning our power because there is a resilience that we sometimes embody almost because we have to. It's like the circumstances give us a choice and we can choose to power through and be resilient. But, um, you know, and I'm still working through um, just some of my thoughts on resilience, but well-being matters for the sake of resilience, nevertheless. I believe well-being matters because it's a way that we can have more energy and vitality in our lives. I mean, my business is called Vibrant Coaching. That is not a coincidence uh, because I believe you can be the best you on purpose. You can have a life that helps you to thrive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I strongly believe that. And, you know, being from Jamaica, um, <laughs> our, our well-being um, is really, really important. We believe in a lot of natural mm. and mindful um, remedies. I say remedies, but, <laughs> you know, um, things that we do, techniques, rather, mm. that we do to improve our well-being. Because well-being, like you said, is in the long term. It's, it's almost to me like long-term care for your body, your mind. Yes. And I wanted to interject and um, say a little bit more because I mentioned earlier that well-being was more holistic. So I want to just address that very quickly, um, that well-being involves multiple facets. It involves belonging. It involves your physical well-being, mental, interpersonal financial, 
And then something I love working with people um, on, which is purpose, like life purpose. Mm -hmm. So all of what I just shared fits into a holistic model of well-being. Um, so I really wanted to make sure that I, I shared that. And then the last thing is that as a Gallup certified strengths coach, I really appreciate the, the global research organization that Gallup is. And they have a model as well for the five elements of well-being. And they just use a few different terms, but they break it down in terms of your career, the social, financial, physical, and then community. Um, so that's part of me nerding out a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I just like knowing the ways that well-being can be defined because different Different flavors are out there and we, you know, we like to help people find their flavor so that they can live it out. And I'm so glad you said that um, you made that comment because I was just going to add that well-being includes your mental and your physical wellness. And mm -hmm. it really allows you to function at your highest potential once those are in sync. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So where is a good place to start, Dr. V, to improve our well-being? Give us some, some places that we need to, to get moving on. All so right. We can, we can be the best that we can be. Yes. All right. So a big part of coaching is asking powerful questions. So I'm going to give you two questions to think about as a way to start on your journey of improving your well-being. And here's question number one. I am going to repeat it at least two times. The first question is, who am I around? Or what am I doing when I feel the most alive, at peace, hopeful, and joyful? One more time, that question is, who am I around or what am I doing when I feel the most alive, at peace, hopeful, or joyful? I'm going to share the second question and then I'm going to unpack why I'm proposing these questions as a, a place to start to improve our well-being. And that second question is, where do I have the most control? And what changes do I want to make? That second question, one more time, is where do I have the most control and what changes do I want to make? The reason why I propose those questions goes back to what you're saying, Claudine, about being in alignment. I love that, that word and it's so appropriate because uh, the physical and the, the mental get to be aligned as well as these other aspects of well-being. That first question is an invitation to do an inventory of the times when you are thriving, when you are peaceful, hopeful, joyful, these are clues uh, to kind of bring in part of my identity as a Gallup certified strengths coach 
these are clues to you operating in your strengths, operating in your talents. Um, and that is significant because the Clifton Strengths Assessment is rooted in what's right with you and what do you do well. That's why I made the investment to go through training around that assessment. In the world of assessments, there are plenty out there and each uh, provides insight into who you are. But I'm, I'm a big fan of the Clifton Strengths Assessment. So I really have found in working with people that well-being is a great way to describe what people are wanting out of life. Uh, people want to have a meaningful, fulfilling life. They want to do more than exist. They want to do more than survive and even strive. So that's why I really invite you to think about the relational piece. Who are you around? Because there are characteristics about the people that are adding life to your life where you can build community. You can build a support circle more intentionally. Then the second part of that first question was, what am I doing? So there can be some activities where you're losing track of time and you're just really, you know, vibing and flowing and going. Those are insights into things that add more life to your life. Then that second question, where do I have the most control and what changes do I want to make? So we can sometimes be very aware of what we don't like. And there are times where what we don't like about our lives could be a source of um, like an energy drain or an energy sink, it's really important to pay attention to where our energy is going, where our energy is coming from. And if I had to just put it out there, one of the number one sources of stress and overwhelm, people's calendars. Mm, um yes like over and over and over mm -hmm. again. And here's what uh, I heard one uh, speaker say that she had this moment where she realized her schedule was the way that it was because she made it that way. That's right. <laughs> and you know what, too, Dr. V? I see that people have two calendars. They have a business calendar and then mm -hmm. they have a personal calendar. Well, and I always ask them, well, do you have two lives? Because you, you can't, your your calendar, it should be one. Your business and personal calendar is the same thing. You have one <laughs> life to live and it better come together. Better oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, that is such a great point. Um, and when people are ready to think about where they have control and maybe where they've been giving away control, or giving away power, then you're more ready to think about, do you want changes? Because it doesn't necessarily mean you will avoid any of the work that is involved with well-being, because it's moving and operating in a space of intentionality 
I mean, it's a journey, but I'm all about celebrating. So we celebrate the progress along the way. <laughs> and being intentional is very, very important. And I also want to touch on something that you said to Dr. V, uh -huh. that um, good mental well-being, I want to be clear, doesn't always mean that you're always ha happy or mm -hmm. unaffected by your experiences. Mm -hmm. But, you know, keep in mind that poor mental well-being can make it more difficult to cope with your daily life. Mm. Yeah, and that's where I'm a huge advocate for um, mental health. Mm -hmm. I encourage people to enjoy the benefits of counseling. Yes. You know, I am not a counselor, but what I like to encourage people to think about in the training that counselors go through, um, this is an oversimplification, but it is what I share with my clients. Counseling is really helpful whenever there are things about your past that are showing up in your present and impeding or inhibiting your ability to flourish in the present and even have hope or aspirations for the future. Yes. So counselors help you to unpack and process and have strategies um, to help you in that way. And one way I like to think about coaching is that coaching tends to focus a little bit more on uh, understanding your present and helping you to reach those aspirations, dreams, and goals for the future. Mm -hmm. So yes. what, what is so powerful is that there are things that could come up in coaching and I will quickly let my clients know if you are working with a counselor, that would be something great to mention in your next session uh, because it's a powerful combination and I really honor just the incredible work that counselors do. Oh, counselors are, are, I don't think they get enough credit <laughs> no. for what they do. And it really does entail a lot of training on their part mm -hmm. and a lot of listening and understanding. Oh my gosh, yes. So much that goes into being a counselor. Um, and so there are several ways of improving your mental well-being too. I want to touch on that a little bit. So, you know, you talked about hanging around, look at who you're hanging around with. <laughs> that has a lot to do with your mental well-being, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And you know, spending time in nature could help, you know, being from Jamaica, I am an animal and nature lover, I could sleep under the stars. I, I don't care how hot it gets. I love being outdoors. <laughs> it's just my relaxation um, time. And oh, I, I no, noticed that great. whenever the more that I take my bike rides, the more mm -hmm. that I'm outside in my hammock reading mm -hmm. a book or in my mm -hmm. garden, it mm -hmm. really does affect my mental well-being for me for the better. Yes. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like the fact that you are aware of that, that sets you up uh, to decide how you want to make space for more of that. And, you know, when the weather changes, you can think ahead of time, you know, when you're not always able to be outside or enjoy the sunshine, 
what can you do? You know, what are those indoor options? Um, and I found that watching nature, um, sometimes documentaries on, you know, my undergrad degree is in biology, uh-huh. you know, so that is helpful for me. And when I discovered that, I there are things that I watch intentionally, like there are programs that I stream that help me to decompress um, each day. And so that's why part of being a powerful person and even more powerful person, because all of our listeners, you are powerful people. Um, you get to like curate, you get to craft. What are those things that just bring value to me, help me to just like decompress from the day or recharge so you can do those things on purpose. Right. And for me, you know, we have similar backgrounds too, both being in biology, but turning off the TV for me, Mm -hmm. uh, that is, I can go all day without the TV being on. And that's Mm -hmm. my way of decompressing and just being at one with myself. And Mm. it makes a positive impact on my well-being. again, too. Thing that we have in common as well is watching nature mm-hmm. channels. I love National Geographic. Or, <laughs> you know, there's a channel that is um, the Maldives. Mm. It's, it's just a drone footage from the Maldives. And that oh relaxes gosh. me so much. And I, I love that. I'm going to look that up. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to add that to my life. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. And then, you know, something simple too, Dr. V, is getting mm-hmm. enough sleep. Yes. That's so yeah. simple, right? You think? I mean, it is literally, you know, <laughs> to go down, you know, memory lane and biology, our bodies are literally repairing themselves, right. you know, restocking, uh, <laughs> yep. um, recalibrating just to keep that alliteration going. Recharging. Uh, there you go. <laughs> you know, and that's why when it comes to, the physical aspect, you know, is are our bodies getting the fuel that they need, um, the hydration, because like our bodies are a lot of water. So I try and keep that in mind. Uh- <laughs> yes. Being mindful, like you said. Yeah. It, it's the simple things that mm-hmm. really do affect our mindset uh, mm-hmm. positively. And we just have to be intentional. I love that word. Yeah. intentional about what we, we do and what we put into our minds because it really does affect our, our growth. Yes. So how does well-being, how does a well-being mindset relate to a growth mindset then, Dr. V? I mean, that's a perfect segue. You literally <laughs> were talking about like, you know, well-being, you mentioned the word growth and that's such a great question. I believe that the growth mindset and the, the, the researcher and the research surrounding that um, is so powerful because having a growth mindset entails uh, just really believing we can learn and grow. So there's a particular resource that I really like, and it makes it very clear that a fixed mindset, it's like things are what they are. You either have it or you don't. Kind of like it's innate and static. But that is not true. Like 
we can learn and grow. Life is full of change and we can change. So I think a well-being mindset is very connected to having a growth mindset because of the hope factor and the way that um, challenges are reframed as opportunities. Mm, And that that is super powerful for Mm -hmm. the growth mindset because there are going to be things in our life that are difficult. There are going to be things that require effort. Mm -hmm. Mistakes will happen. Failures will even happen. But failures are events. Failures are not people. I love that. And so if you have been feeling like a failure, I just want to really encourage you that that's not who you are. You might have failed at something, but you are not a failure. And um, we get to live and learn, you know, Um, and I love using that phrase uh, as often as possible. Um, And I even uh, sometimes play around and showcase different graphics. And I love the phrase that um, we grow through what we go through Uh, because that's, I mean, that is a way to reframe the difficulties, um, the the setbacks that are a part of life. And so that goes back to something you were saying earlier, um, Claudine, like we are not doing, I know sometimes people label it toxic positivity. Um, You know, this is not about living in an alternate reality but that mental health piece that you were mentioning earlier, you mm-hmm. acknowledge it. Um, you have the emotions, but because we're powerful people, um, I think it's James Clear with Atomic Habits puts it this way. Uh, and other people, you know, articulate it in a similar fashion as well, that uh, emotions are data, not directives. Mm-hmm. So we can sit with emotion, we can learn from it, but it does not have to, quote unquote, tell us what to do or um, take us down a path. Because, you know, without getting into it and stepping on counselor's toes, because I'm not a counselor, uh, (laughs) you know, we are powerful people. And part of power for me is having the ability to choose. I think what happens is when hard things occur, we can build up our well-being muscles where something that could have wrecked us for like days or a whole day now may only impact us for a certain amount of time. Right. And uh, I, the last thing I'll share on this topic is I heard uh, um, Venus Williams speak uh and also serena williams in in a different uh setting but one of the things that venus was talking about was the ability to leave it all on the court which of course is a great metaphor you know Mm -hmm. makes so much sense (laughs) um but she got to the point where like this is just where she is and what she does she will give herself 15 minutes Mm -hmm to like emote all out and it sounds like 
after that 15 minutes, she makes a decision Mm -hmm. about how she wants to move forward. So, you know, seeing those challenges as opportunities, knowing that we can learn, grow um, and go forward. Right. I love that. And I remember seeing her on that interview talking about that, too. And that's one of the things that um, just goes with having a great mental well-being is taking that 15 minutes or taking that break to mm-hmm. refocus and decide what direction you're going to take. <laughs> yeah. Just having a great day and feeling great. Mm-hmm. And so you dived a little bit into really what it means to have a a well-being mindset. That was a great example with Serena. So I want to ask you, Dr. V, if our listeners could have one takeaway from what we've talked about today, what would that one takeaway be? I know what mine is. Okay. So if I share share mine, will you share yours? (laughs) I will. I will. Okay. All right. That sounds like a great deal. Um, Here's a takeaway for you to consider. You can make changes to your life that lead to you thriving more each day, thriving in ways that increase hope and reduce stress by embracing a well-being mindset. That would be my takeaway. Okay. So my takeaway is, and I did not think about this until you, I love the way you said it. We grow through, I'll repeat that. We grow through what we go through. So whatever we go through, we're not letting it be a hindrance. We're going to grow through it and we're going to grow. Growing never goes really downward, right? Everything grows (laughs) upward. So that is my takeaway. We grow through and we grow upwards what Mm -hmm. we go through. I love your takeaway. That's so good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So if, if, you had one piece of advice, Dr. V. You wish someone had given you when starting your business. What piece of advice would that be? And we're going to close with that. Okay, because this was and is uh, a hard question. But I overcame. <laughs> and I, like, I thought about this because I so appreciate you letting me know that this is going to come up. Um, <laughs> So here's what I came up with. Okay. Let's hear it. That one piece of advice is (laughs) you are not for everybody and that's okay. I love that. Go where you are wanted and valued. Mm, Powerful. Yeah. That's my piece of advice because um, there are a lot of people out there who just have their own mindset and mentality about gaining business Mm -hmm. and I've learned to embrace what my process is and what I value and that's where I am you know three years in business and counting Mm -hmm. and I'm embracing that I'm not for everybody and that's okay I love that love that (laughs) Dr. V this has been such an awesome conversation um and i hope that our listeners would get so much clarity from it. I'm sure that they will. So tell me, where can my listening audience find you? Where can we find (laughs) Vibrant today? 
Well, believe it or not, that is my Instagram handle, all <laughs> one word, be vibrant today. You can also go to my website, which is www. I like saying that every now and then just for the throwback effect. <laughs> the throwback, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> today. And that website is an affirmation in itself. So bevibrant.today is the website. And you can find all the other options to connect with me there, whether it's um, over on LinkedIn, Facebook page. You can also um, schedule a strategy session with me in case you are ready for coaching and would like to experience the difference that uh, vibrant coaching can make. And sometimes I like to have fun that coaching with Dr. V is vibrant coaching. So if you need some more vibrancy in your life, um, I would love to connect with you and see how I can support your well-being journey. Very good. Thank you so much. I, I always enjoy talking with you. It's just always, you know, two girlfriends having a a wonderful conversation and every time I talk with you you always I always leave feeling so much more uplifted and so vibrant oh well that is is why I do it and so thank you again for this incredible opportunity and I'm so glad to have met you and connected with you and look forward to continue to support the wonderful work you're doing Claudine Thank you. Same here, Dr. V. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast so that we can start positive behaviors to get us on a healthy path to well-being. So my listening audience, you can listen to more of the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Until next time, let's impact together. Have a great day, guys. Bye.